listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Wednesday, the 17th of August. Let's go straight into some news which dropped after the markets closed and that's from BHP. It has been a major beneficiary of the global economic recovery, especially as China demands more of its iron ore and we saw it in its results this evening. Fully a net profit of 11.3 billion US dollars, that's up 42% and it will reward shareholders with a record final dividend of two US dollars per share. But there were some other major developments which BHP announced today also. It's ending its dual listing structure, which was created back in 2001 when Australia's BHP merged with Britain's Billiton. And that means its primary listing will now be on the ASX. And the big one, it's confirmed that it has agreed to merge its $20 billion oil and gas business with Woodside, creating a global top 10 energy giant. BHP shareholders will own 48% of Woodside. And finally, it's swapping oil and gas for potash. It's a mineral which helps to enrich fertilisers with a $5.7 billion investment in a Canadian project. Its CEO, Mike Henry, spoke earlier in a media conference. Here's some of what he had to say. BHP's products are essential to global economic growth and decarbonisation. The world's going to need more copper and nickel for renewable power and electric vehicles, iron ore and high-quality metallurgical coal to produce steel for infrastructure, and that includes the infrastructure for decarbonisation, and potash for sustainable global food production. We're actively positioning BHP to meet those needs and to continue to sustainably deliver value for our shareholders, employees, customers, community and government partners. That's Mike Henry there, the CEO of BHP. That news really coming to the market only after it closed. So we'll have more details on that uh, in tomorrow's edition of SBS On The Money podcast. To the Australian share market now, which had its worst day in about two weeks. The S&P ASX 200 down 0.9% to 7,511. One of the reasons was because one of our major banks went ex-dividend. For more, I spoke earlier with Stephen Daglian from Comsec. Stephen, the market's having one of its worst days in quite some time. Why? Uh, I think perhaps there's a bit of caution re-entering the market, of course, with the Delta variant uh, still a concern and all the lockdowns we've got uh, around as well. But today was an interesting day because Commonwealth Bank went ex-dividend. And, of course, it's the largest company on the market, $2 per share dividend that will be paid out to shareholders who are eligible in late September. That's about twice what it paid out a year earlier. So it was a major weight. Mining companies as well certainly weighed on our market. We've had a recent trend, of course, where iron ore prices have taken a little bit of a hit from the record highs that we hit uh, you know, uh, just a couple of months ago. But one thing that is important to keep in mind here is where the market has come from. I mean, last week we saw the market rise 1.2%. We had a number of record highs last week. And in fact, over the past 12 days, Ricardo, we've had eight record highs for the Aussie share market. So under the circumstances, it certainly has been quite a robust period for our market. And we're halfway through an 11th consecutive month of gains. How are consumers feeling about the lockdowns at the moment? Well, the, the lockdowns are certainly um, you know, pushing around consumer confidence quite a bit. So over the, the past week, we've actually seen uh, from a survey today showing that consumer confidence has actually jumped back by around two and a half percent. So quite a big jump. But keep in mind that uh, a week ago, we had consumer confidence falling by more than three percent to uh, the, the lowest levels in about nine and a half months. So we continue to see this volatility. Something that is also important here is that things are changing so quickly on the lockdown front that it's difficult to 
to get a real clear sense of how consumers are feeling today because you know th this p a particular survey doesn't take into account uh, the more uh, stringent the, the stricter lockdowns the widespread lockdowns that have come through in just the you know the last 24 to 48 hours so um, under the circumstances still certainly a very resilient consumer uh, but even though confidence levels have jumped up two and a half percent there's a very long way to go and plenty of uncertainty ahead Profit reporting rolls on. We'll hear from BHP after the markets close, but any others of interest to you? Well, we've entered off obviously the period which is the, the busiest fortnight of the year for, for the number of companies releasing their full year profit results. We heard from a number of companies today. One of them was Santos, uh, which was down for most of the session. That maybe was more of a reflection of the oil price, which has fallen for three consecutive days. That's been a weight on that whole sector. But we did see revenues jumping about 20%. Back to profitability for the group as well. The dividend of five and a half cents US per share, uh, more than double what it paid out a year earlier. And it also maintained its guidance when it comes to both sales volume and also production guidance. So we also heard from Domain Group, which was up for most of the afternoon at least, but did get off to a bit of a rough start. Obviously, this is a company that really has received a bit of a boost from the strength in the property market, which continues to be robust uh, despite the lockdowns which are taking place. So net profit for Domain up around 66% for the year. Revenues up close to 10%. The final dividend, also $0.04, cents, was the first dividend that it actually paid out uh, since, or that it will pay out, since February last year. And finally, Breville Group, uh, the retailer of uh, small appliances, including kitchen appliances. This is a company that also released its results. And obviously, it's been the beneficiary of this work from home trend with um, you know, a double-digit growth across all of its markets. And that includes Asia-Pacific, it includes Europe, it includes the Americas, which is actually its biggest earner. But um, still is facing some supply chain issues because of the border closures and lockdowns. That's keeping cost elevated. And the dividend, as expected, was a bit lower than what it paid out a year earlier as well. And the Reserve Bank Board meeting minutes out today. Anything of interest? Well, look, there was nothing groundbreaking in the, the Reserve Bank board minutes, as was expected by most economists. It was a very important meeting, of course, uh, in early August. Uh, but the RBA governor's already had an opportunity to uh, deliver a speech since then. So there was nothing really new here. Uh, the last couple of months have been interesting because there was an expectation that in this August meeting, the RBA uh, might perhaps just reverse or push back some of its plans to start uh, paring back or, or, or reducing its uh, bond buying program from September. It wasn't the case. The RBA still seems quite optimistic that once things reopen in the tail end of this year, hopefully, uh, that um, you know we're going to see quite a quick rebound from the economy. Every economist is essentially thinking there's going to be a big hit to the economy, of course, for the, you know, over the September quarter of around that 2.7% decline. Uh, the question, though, and the uncertainty here is when we're going to see the reopening of the economy. Uh, there is always the chance, of course, that if there are any um, issues coming up with the vaccination program, and also, of course, if we keep getting these elevated cases across a number of states, it could take easily longer uh, to see the reopening of the economy, and that could certainly see uh, uh, an issue in the December quarter for our, for our economy as well. Stephen Daglin there from Comsec. This SBS on the Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decisions.